Blog Talk Radio. This is Dana Workman from Haunted Highway on Sci-Fi, and you're listening to The Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Boom. This is Bill Murphy of Sci-Fi Channel's Fact or Fake Paranormal Files, and you're listening to The Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Hey everybody, this is Rex Williams, the medic from Destination Truth, and you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia, on LiveParanormal.com. This is True TV's haunting evidence investigator, Patrick Burns. And ghost huntress author, Marley Gibson. And you're you're listening listening to to ghost host, Host, Sophia Temporelli. And Michael Perry. And we're here... Hello, we're here at the Ghost Host with Sophia Temporelli and Weekly Paranormal. Weekly, weekly at LiveParanormal.com. <laughs> this is Stefan Brigatti from Pacific Coast Paranormal, and you're listening to the Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. She rocks. This is Christopher Sanders with My Ghost Story on Biography. You are listening to The Ghost Host with Sophia Tipparelli on LiveParanormal.com. Hi, this is Professor Lloyd Auerbach, parapsychologist, and you're listening to The Ghost Host with Sophia Tipparelli on LiveParanormal.com. This is author Alexandra Holzer, and you're listening to ghost host Sophia Temporelli. Hi, this is Jeff Belanger, host of 30 Odd Minutes, founder of GhostVillage.com, and author of lots of your favorite paranormal books, and you're listening to the ghost host Sophia on LiveParanormal.com. Boo! This is Nick Groff, executive producer of Ghost Adventures, the original documentary in Ghost Adventures, season 1 through 10, and executive producer of Ghost Stalkers, author of Chasing Spirits, the building of the Ghost Adventures crew, and founder of NickGroffTours.com. You are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. Tune in. Hey, this is Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures, and you are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporilli, on LiveParanormal.com. That's right, it's the ghost host show with Sophia Temporilli on LiveParanormal.com. And congratulations, Sophia, on celebrating over 12 years of broadcasting here on LiveParanormal.com. And now on GhostHunting.com, and also uh, just added to Spreaker uh, to the uh, lineup, too, as well, so you can listen on any devices there or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you, Rob Sarek, for providing this format each and every week and all our moderators. Thank you guys for patching us through at live events when we had no Internet feed. Thank you guys through the years. Feel free to call into the show, 347-202-0316. That's 347 347- 202-0316 as well. Feel free to jump into the liveparanormal.com chat room. It only takes a second to get yourself an avatar and you're part of the LP family. Any questions for a guest, make sure they're all caps. We can get those uh, in during the show too as well. Uh, today we welcome Ron Yacobetti, host of and reporter for Paranormal 13 News, MMA and boxing commentator, stand-up comedian, paranormal 
Ality series host, unseen paranormal contributor, author, lecturer, and Gagnac Paranormal Key, paranormal researcher, and GYP paranormal investigator, Lourdes Gonzalez. Everyone visit GagnacParanormal.com. And Facebook search Ron Yacovetti and Lourdes Gonzalez. Uh, upcoming, we have the Haunted Lodge documentary producers Kendall and Vera Welpton returning to the show. That's going to be next week in the 18th. Also, April, the psychic housewife of New Jersey is seen on the Holzer Files. She'll be returning to the show on the 2nd of uh, December. We have other guests who are, re- uh, uh, who are grabbing their spots up, too. So, uh, like the ghost host Sophia Temporally on LiveParanormal.com to learn of the guests as we learn of them real time. We have some amazing Halloween season guests and also for the you know the holiday season too as well. So uh, you don't want to miss these upcoming shows. Uh, memberships on Live Paranormal, they start as low as $2.99 a month. And Rob Sirk, the site founder, he's great at rewarding uh, members here. So a lot of autographed books by some of your favorite uh, paranormal authors. Check out the vendors here. You know, if you're getting grandma a millimeter for Christmas, make sure you do it here with the vendors on LiveParanormal.com. And tonight, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern, beyond the screen in Ghost Light Radio, as well as monthly Mondays right here, Chip Coffee of Annie's Paranormal State, Psychic Kids, Spirits, he's monthly here, as well as Ben Hansen, Amy Goodwin, David M. Roundtree, Stefan Brigatti, Andy and Michelle Coppock, Ken Gearhart, and many more on this network. Archive shows, if you miss anything, they're available as free iTunes downloads on the homepage of LiveParanormal.com. Let's bring our host in here. Sophia, congratulations. 12 years of broadcasting. Thank you. I can't believe it's already been 12 years. Yeah, 12 years. And, uh, you know, that book, looking at it again, too, uh, The Fright Before Christmas by Jeff Belanger, amazing uh, read. And as well, just the images contained within the book, The Fright Before Christmas. It's available on Amazon.com. But, yeah, how cool is that book he sent you? Oh, it's so awesome. Um, I mean, it was so well made, and it was so nice of Jeff and his publisher to send us a copy of the book. Um, yeah, he's such an amazing researcher, too. So, I mean, getting to hear all the stories behind how Christmas kind of started is, it's really cool. Yeah, well, well you know, no spoiler alerts, we all know, but there's a lot of stuff in there you just don't know about Christmas, that he covers everything. Amazing historian. But Amazon.com for his book. You've got all these different things. you got the Twitter, the Instagram. Where can people find you? I'm on Twitter, at Sophia Temporelli's 1L, and Instagram, just at Sophia Temporelli. Right, right. Just drop one of the L's. We got a real long name mm-hmm. there. And tell us about your guest. Yeah, thank you. Today we welcome Ron Yacovetti and Lourdes Gonzalez. Ron is the host reporter for Paranormal 13, Paranormal, Paranormal Entity, uh, series host, unseen paranormal contributor, contributor, sorry, I was trying to Skype in before the show, my brain's a little fried, um, contributor, author, lecturer, and Gagnac Paranormal Key, paranormal researcher, and GYP investigator with Lourdes Gonzalez. They also are on today to promote their brand new show um, slash documentary, um, Knowingly Talking to the Unknown. So let's welcome them into the show. Hey, Ron, Lourdes, hey, guys, I think this is you. It's on a different line. I know you you work with some audio uh, devices there. Hey, guys, thanks for coming on. Thank you. This is us. Unless nobody's clapping, then it's not us. Hi, guys. (laughs) Hey, thank you both so much for coming on today. Oh, it's good to be back. Twelve years. I can't think of anything I've done, good or bad habits, that went 12 years. That's fantastic. Yes, congratulations. 
Well, thank you so much, and congratulations on all the success you guys have had. I mean, your work within the paranormal is incredible, and it's um, just yeah. amazing to see you be able to share your evidence with the field. Uh, we appreciate that. We're um, thank you. Yeah, we're doing what we're doing now is a lot different than what we were doing five, six, seven years ago. We um, we took an old European spirit communication method called direct radio voice, and we updated it. Um, expounded on on the method and it's yielding results that even we every time we hear them can't believe what it is that's coming through so it's it's been really exciting absolutely i mean i can't even wrap my head around normal technology so i'm always super impressed when people i mean i'm young you would think i'm better at computers i'm not so it's amazing to me to see people (laughs) be able to work with technology and i mean the advancements in the paranormal because yeah, I mean, putting that together, I definitely couldn't do. As you see, my brain was fried from trying to Skype in before the show. <laughs> yeah, Skype can be challenging. We're um, yeah. The, the irony, the irony of this is, is that we took a method that's old, um, that predates the spirit box, the Frank's box, the ghost box. It's just using pure white noise and an empty AM like shortwave radio channel called direct radio voice. Highly successful and effective in Europe not on TV in America, so it got lost. Um, I don't build mm-hmm. boxes, so we brought this method back when we saw how effective it was. Um, so it's an old, more simpler version of what people know for spirit communication with spirit boxes or ghost boxes, but we added um, the computer element to it we did because ITC, instrumental transcommunication, different than EVP. I know originally they were both under the same umbrella of EVP, um, but there was a German physicist, I believe it was in the 70s or 80s, named Ernst Sankowski, who coined the term ITC to differentiate between real-time dialogue with spirit and record and review and hearing it later, which is EVP. So we mm-hmm. thought, why would we wait to clean up the audio and make the words more discernible when we get home? So we did two things in ITC that, to my understanding, are firsts. We took the entire cleanup of sound done in review um, cleaning it up, denoising it, slowing it down, uh, amplifying it. And we do that in the moment of contact so we can actually have dialogue we can understand. And then we took the radio out and slowed down the flow of pure white noise. And we call it now, uh, with our partners Tony and Shree Rathman out of Arizona, we call it Staticom because we didn't think direct radio voice made sense with not having a radio anymore. But it's pure white noise, doesn't sweep doesn't receive a signal. There's no recording, no receiving. Uh, we filter and clean it up and slow it down in real time. And it is, from our knowledge, from our experience, I guess, what the closest thing to Edison's phone to the dead that we've seen to date. Absolutely, yeah. Well, it's fascinating when we get a voice and you know you're not using radio. It's just pure white noise that's being generated live and we're getting voices. I mean, that's amazing. Uh, just, I mean, being able to do that and, as you said, be able to clean it up and do it real time, I, it's so useful in the field um, because, I mean, half of investigating is finding out you caught something when you get home. And, you know, being able to actually communicate yeah. in real time is, I, I mean, it's huge. Um, I know in our haunted house, uh, when we caught EVPs, my mom was like, oh, I wish I had known that they were saying this at that point in time because I would have responded. I would have tried to communicate. But 
you know, with lots of times during investigations, you don't know until later, and it makes it so difficult. Yeah. First of all, your mom and dad are awesome. Let's, for people listening who may or may not know, they're two of the coolest people on the planet. Um, I met you, I tell Lourdes all the time, when you were, I mean, you're still a very young lady, but you were a child when I met you. Your parents, um, great parents. You guys, I met you guys as a family at the Glen Tavern, and I think it was the first time. Um, so I never forget that. Yeah. And that's why what you just mentioned, that's why people do EVP burst sessions when they're shorter and mm-hmm. they plan back right away because they're trying to get to the closest possible way of having dialogue in the moment. Um, the way we ended up where we are with this, too, is is twofold. One of the things is an inadequacy. I don't build ghost boxes. If I was soldering, I would have fewer fingers to high five with. Um, I agree. So <laughs> I was looking for <laughs> I was looking for other ways to do this, and I found Direct Radio Voice in Europe that was not being done here because it's not on TV. Um, The other thing is, I think, to have that reverence and respect for the people who came before us. And European ITC, uh, there's a gentleman in Italy who who made it famous. It was founded by Friedrich Jurgensen, who's one of the pioneers of all EVP, period. Um, He founded something called Direct Radio Voice, which I explained. And this gentleman in Italy named Marcello Bacci was doing this helping people for the better part of 20-something years with an old three-tube vacuum tube radio. That's as low-tech as it gets. He was having conversations like we're having now through the white noise with no sweep, no broadcast. And I went to Ortis. I went, why is nobody doing that? That's, that there's no ghost mm-hmm. box that can do what he's doing. Why is nobody – it's not on TV. Um, the ghost box, spirit box, is, I call it the Q-tip of the paranormal. It's uh, it's a brand, right? You, Q-tip's actually a cotton swab, but it's become synonymous with the brand. So when you call the product and the brand, you're using the same word. But And they work. We love the boxes. We own them. They work. But I think that the sweeping process has a – it truncates the messages. I think there's a brevity or shortness to the messages because of how the method works with the sweep. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, it, it really is so helpful. And it's great to just see the advancements in the field. Um, because like I said, I'm not a techie person. <laughs> My grandma thinks I am, but that's because I know just slightly more than her. Um, so <laughs> thankfully, someone thinks that. But I mean, it's really so challenging to make advancements, especially in the paranormal when, you know, you're dealing with so many unknowns. And so to see, you know, people in the field like yourselves being able to advance not only the research in real time, but also the technology we use, you know, enhancing it um, is just really amazing. No, we, we appreciate that. It's, um, we feel like at least the ITC and spirit communication stuff has kind of been in the same ballpark for 20 25 years it's it's a sweeping radio and there's different lights and different you know spring reverb and and different circuits and Mm -hmm. stuff that get used but the methodology itself is pretty much the same where they think you're sweeping through broadcast fragmenting vocals and then those are being manipulated by spirits to make speech happen however and i'm going to hand this one over to my partner lordis here because she um and this is another thing not only have reverence for the people before you but have reverence for people's backgrounds outside of the field she's a court reporter by Mm -hmm. trade so when i tell you she hears everything like i won't say a bad word about her if she's in the house (laughs) she hears everything um but it also led to 
not only an advancement with what we're doing, but an, a different understanding. We think we have a completely different ex- explanation for how the spirit boxes or the ghost boxes work. And, and a lot of this came from her ability to pick out and hear the voices. Because usually the voices, they come in. We have at least two, three, four voices that come in. So so you got to try to separate the voices because they're on top of each other which I'm pretty good at because when we're in the courtroom, people talk on top of each other all the time. So, But it's interesting because you'll have one person saying a message and another person saying a message. So you have to try to, you know, separate the two to be able to understand them both. And then, and then I wanted you also to tell her, too, that what is the different reimagining of how the spirit boxes or the ghost boxes work? The idea is that they sweep through the broadcast. They fragment the vocals so that mm-hmm. the spirits can manipulate them to, use, to make words, which is funny, by the way, to me, because a lot of people buy the spirit boxes, then they snip the antenna. So they're supposed to sweep broadcast, but then they're cutting off the broadcast. Then they put it in a Faraday pouch to block radio signal that they're supposed to be sweeping through, and then they run a speaker wire out of the pouch to a speaker, which is now conducting itself as your antenna. So you've just undid everything uh-huh. you just did. Um, so... There's no advantage technically or audibly to sweeping pure white noise. If you're using white noise, you don't need to sweep. So when people get Mm -hmm. the boxes and they cut off the radio reception to not receive radio because you don't want to get false positives, that's kind of part and parcel. You know, when you eat something and it's got yellow number five in it as well as like cane sugar and one of them you don't want, you know, if you eat it, you're getting both. So that's that's kind of how it works with the spirit box. If you're going to sweep broadcast, you're going to get the possibility of, you know, of – something that could create a false positive you got to use discernment but we think Hmm. that the reason the vocals are shorter on the ghost boxes and spirit boxes um, and how they actually work has nothing to do with the sweeping and fragmenting of vocals at all because i mean it would take it would take free will out of the equation right if certain allophones Mm -hmm. and phonemes fragments each have to be in a certain place at a certain time to make certain words then when the spirits wanted to use those things it would take free will out of the equation because they may not be where they need them when they need them but Lourdes' super ear figured out. Well, we believe that when you're using the spirit boxes and the ghost boxes, they're not really using the sweep. What they're using is the white noise within the sweep. And the reason why we believe that is because we were doing, uh, well, at the time it was direct radio voice, and we were inside a zinc mine where there is no radio reception whatsoever. And we got voices we received voices so we realized we didn't need the radio to receive the voices another instance that made us believe that we should go down that path is our partners in arizona tony and sheree rathman tony did an experiment in one of the events that he was doing and he took out a white noise machine and ran it through the laptop filtered it filtered it and slowed it down and he received voices, and there is no radio in the white noise machine. But what happened was that the voices that he received got imprinted on the chip recorder. So he wasn't able to use that machine anymore as far as real time. So we came into the conclusion of using white noise, white noise generators that generate white noise in real time. So we believe that the voices are using the white noise to come in. Because when you listen to a a response in a spirit box or a ghost box, usually when you you hear the sweep, but then you hear the response underneath the sweep, like it's very low, 
or they mm-hmm. become really loud and they replace the sweep. So it's not usually within the sweep. So we believe that they're actually using the wine noise within the sweep. Yeah, theoretically what it's called is it's called stochastic resonance or even inverse stochastic resonance. White noise, every frequency we can hear from 20 hertz to 20,000. So if anything enters into that and matches one of those, the one it matches with, they both get louder. The rest of the white noise stays even, has a spectral frequency of one, which means it's all the same amplitude, same power, same volume. So if something enters into it, if it resonates with one, those get louder. So we think even with the ghost box, wherever the vocal from spirit or whatever it is enters into the equation, if it resonates with one of the white noise frequencies lower than the sweep, higher than the sweep, then that's where you hear it because that's where it's resonating. It has nothing to do mm-hmm. with the sweep. It may or may not intersect with that decibel level, but it's not manipulating the vocal fragments from the from the broadcast at all. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you're saying, it, it is when you hear a voice come through on an ITC um, or you know a, a ghost box, it does come through lower and harder to hear. Um, I know I don't have Lourdes's good hearing on that end. Um, so I, most of the time I'm pretty confused by what it's saying. It's fast and, and it just, it's really difficult to understand. Um, and you never know when it's going to come through too. So if you're trying to run a different experiment at the same time, you could miss the word, just not having your full attention on it. So it's, it's pretty difficult with the way it runs through the radio. Absolutely. And it, it's interesting that you said because it comes in too fast. That's the reason why we slow down the white noise because we realize that sometimes the voices come in so fast that you can't even detect it with your own ears. So, and we also learned that through Pioneer ITC, you know, people that have done this. So we decided to slow down the white noise and we've been able to hear more of the voices come through. Right. That's another example of knowing what people did before you did it. The pioneers, Constantine Radove, they used to call EVP Radove voices, um, to give you an idea that he's mm-hmm. he's huge in the history of it. Um, parapsychologist, he was uh, he studied under Carl Jung. He um he would say that the vocals not only came in faster than we could detect them, they would come in faster than the human vocal tract was capable of speaking. Um we had a recording at a place in New Jersey once where I didn't hear the entire messages. Emotion, slow, well enunciated, like really pronounced. Uh, I believe it was my mother, my grandmother. I missed the whole thing in the moment because it came in so fast. At 50% slowed down, I heard it. And so then I remembered what the early research said, and I was like, huh. I asked a bunch of people who built boxes because um, these people are brilliant, make no mistake. And I said, how do I take live white noise, not a sweep, live white noise, and slow that down? And nobody had an answer. Um, mm-hmm. And we found a way, um, in large part with help from uh, Tony Rathman out in Arizona, who, again, Tony and Shri are, are partners with us in what we now call uh, the Staticom project, which is pure white noise system. Um, so we figured out how to do it. So that's different. That's never been done on ITC to slow down a live white noise only. Cleanup of audio in real time is something that's new. And then our, our system is closed circuit. We have an actual generator, not a sleep machine. As Laura said, they have recorded white noise. We're generating white noise. It, it gets piped in through an interface. It goes through the software. We filter and slow it down, and then it comes out through a speaker. So there's no ambient point of entry for sound. You can yell in the room. You can dance and sing. It, nothing can enter into the equation. It's closed circuit. And so some people will say, well, how does that make sense? How could you do that? Well, 
that's, I think, one of the issues in the field we have collectively is we say that what we're doing is, and the evidence that we all get is supernatural, it's paranormal, it's beyond what mm-hmm. material science can explain. And then we try to explain it and prove it by cramming it back into what science and materialism can explain. You just said it wasn't that, and then you can't cram it back into that box to try to make proof of it. Um, something is defying science as we know it, physics as we know it, if it's coming through and communicating through any of these devices. So the fact that we have a closed-circuit system, to me, not only makes it more paranormal, but it, it's it's more foolproof. It's, it's more vetted. So you, typically, ghost box or spirit communication people, their big criticism is that you're picking up stray radio and you don't know it. Those are DJs or whatever. Well, now we can't do that. We don't have a radio mm-hmm. and we can't receive a signal. So that they only can, now they can only say you're getting artifacts and warbles of sound, which if you examine them, the spectral tonality, the, uh, the density, the, the length and clarity of, of the consonants, vowels, diphthongs that are completely indicative of speech uh, beg to differ. So we're just trying to take everything off the table that, that would give cynicism some kind of fuel, and that's, that's where we think we're hopefully blazing a path with this, and it's getting attention. Um, we, did, uh, we did an episode of Death Walker with Nick Roth for season four that's coming out um, in the coming months. We were invited to the Festival of the Unexplained in the UK next September to demonstrate this. Uh, people have not seen this before. You can get it in Arizona with Tony and Shree, or you can get it in New Jersey with us. Um, so that's your choice, you excessive heat or no fresh air. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, that is amazing that you're getting to show it now internationally. So, I mean, congratulations on that. Um, but as you're Thank saying, you. you did all this with a reverence for the past in mind. But for the audience who isn't familiar with you and your past, what initially sparks this interest in the paranormal? That's a great question. Um for me, I was always interested in this kind of stuff. I always liked um, – I was a kid. I'm going to date myself, but I don't care. Um, the, the Six Million Dollar Man was on TV, an episode with Bigfoot. I was, that was like one of my favorite ones because it was a supernatural creature moon, thing. Yeah. I always liked it. Right? You remember that? Yeah. So that, that stuff always hooked me. And funny, and it may have been – I don't know if it was when I first met um, the Temporelli family – but it was at the Glen Tavern Inn, and it was a big event. I think it was Chad Lindbergh was there. Um, the late Debbie yeah. Constantino was there. And everybody was on the third floor and doing a spirit box. And 30-something people, everybody introduces themselves. And then it comes to the last two people, and they say their names. And then Chad goes, I'm – and I'm Chad. And a voice, not even 20 seconds later, goes, I know Chad. And I was like, what is that thing he's holding? Where do I get one? And the real-time contact thing hooked me immediately. Side note. Uh, December 2021, we went to a Paracon in Las Vegas at the MGM Grand, and I got to tell Chad the Chad story because he didn't even know that he started all this stuff. (laughs) Lourdes has a a history in her family that she has a different entry point into the paranormal stuff, but thank goodness she's doing it because she's been a huge, huge plus to what we're doing um, for just what I mentioned along with hearing stuff, but other, other contributions as well. Well, I grew up with the paranormal. My family practices espiritismo, which is a form of mediumship in the Caribbean. But what happened mm-hmm. to me was at a very young age, I saw something that traumatized me and scared me, and I shied away from it for many years, like for a long time. And I would actually argue with my mom all the time because I didn't want her doing it. But then as I grew older, you know, 
it just kind of like, I guess, was in the back of my mind. And then I met Ron, and he got me back into it. And I guess from the things that I've seen and that I've learned through my family and then with him, you know, it, it was easy for me to get back into it and, and you know, start doing the research. Wow. Well, it's great that, you know, you felt comfortable enough around Ron to, you know, kind of overcome your fears and um, embrace what you have in your family. Yeah, well, I guess I could tell you what happened. <laughs> if we were, it was a, they were doing like a, like a, a party, a, a ceremony. Yeah. yeah. Like a ceremony. Mm-hmm. And uh, my cousin was channeling the spirit. And my mom, out of the 10 children, she was the only one that did not practice. But we would go to these ceremonies. So my cousin's channeling, and she bumped into my mom. And when she bumped into my mom, the spirit jumped, jumped from my cousin into my mom. And so knowing how my mom moves her body and how she is, we knew that it wasn't my mom. Me and my brother, were we just knew. And I don't know how they got the spirit out of her because they got me and my brother out of the room. And they did whatever they had to do. And then afterwards, she didn't remember. She had no memory about what happened. To this day, she still has wow. no memory about what happened. But that terrified me. And for, and I would argue, because she would still go to these things, and, and I didn't go anymore after that. And I would argue with her all the time. But, you know, I was still always interested, even though that happened to me. And then mm-hmm. Ron changed my life, and got I got right back into it. Wow. Well, I mean, that's understandably very scary to have happen. Um, and the fact that, you know, those abilities run in your family is incredible. Um, I always joke around and I call my grandma Bruja uh, just because I, I feel like, you know, she's <laughs> definitely sensitive to stuff. She just, like, knows things. And I'm just like, there you go, being a Bruja again. I swear she, like, manifests <laughs> stuff. Um, so it's incredible to just see, you know, how deep the, the supernatural abilities and the paranormal runs in families. Yeah. Yep. It's generational. Usually if there are, you know, gifts like that, it's usually generational. Generational. Yeah. I told my um, – he's, like – my grandma's great nephew or something. So he's like more of a distant cousin, not my first cousin. And I was like, oh yeah, I call it a bruja. He was so scared. <laughs> I should have just yeah. kept letting him think that. So it's it's funny too, just to see um, in family, just the different reactions between people too. Because, um, you know, not everything the paranormal is bad um, and not everything's right. good. And it's, it's really trying to figure that out and go from there. But I mean, it really is so great to see you guys being able to work together because I think in the paranormal, one yeah. of the most important things is being able to have someone you can share the experiences with someone you trust. Uh, cause if you're going into an right. abandoned location, that's dangerous just on its own without the supernatural or, you know, being able to verify your claims, um, and having that trust when investigating is so important. It is very important. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big deal. No, that's great that you brought that up too. That's it's, we even see it cause we have a lot of friends who, you know, like when we do this, it's, 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 in, it's a shared investment of time. It's a shared investment of money. And we see other people when, when, you know, they go out and do this stuff and it's like, Oh, you're going out again. Or, you know, oh, you, how much did you spend on that thing with all the lights and gadgets, you know, and we don't have mm-hmm. that problem cause we're the same two idiots buying the same two <laughs> gadgets. So it's, it's, it all works out. 
Yeah, but I mean, it's it's great to have that experience. I have my family, luckily. Um, my dad came around after saying, oh, you're just imagining the ghost. Um, so it's uh, it really is so great just to have that support because, you know, there are people that don't end, but I think it's amazing. I'm seeing so many, you know, couples in the paranormal, and I'm just like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, it helps. It definitely helps, too. We, um, we've done a couple of events with Cody and Satori, we're known as the paranormal couple. And then Tori goes, you guys are a paranormal couple, too. We went, oh. It was so cute. Because yeah. we, like, like we kept finishing each other's uh, um, sentences. Yeah. And she looks at yeah. us and she goes, you guys are the paranormal couple. <laughs> yeah, we were at the Conjuring House with them. We just did the New Jersey Power Unity Expo in Woodbridge, New Jersey, last weekend um, with them. They're really nice, nice people. Um really cool to see when you go to some of those events like that, the Paracons, and, and you get to meet so many of the people, and you know this because you've been around this for the field for quite a number of years now, um, some of the nicest people just genuinely just down to earth, no egos, you know, it's just very approachable. Yeah. Daryl Marston um, from the Ghost Hunters mm-hmm. is, is at the top of that list for us. Uh, Ronnie LeBlanc from Expedition Bigfoot. Yeah. Um, Jason Hawes, obviously Cody Satori. They're all the Ghost Brothers. They're all just such nice people. Um, yeah. We just like to go out to the events a lot of times just to just to be able to meet and work with those guys and, you know, that we don't always cross paths with. Absolutely. And, you know, thank you both for your support through the years. Um, I mean, it's just great, you know, getting to see you guys online and all the work you do. But also I really do appreciate, you know, just both of you supporting my show. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. I mean, that's, one of the biggest, one of my pet peeves with this with this field is that so many people, there's entitlement issues. Like everybody wants the field to rally behind them and show up and, and mm-hmm. praise them, but they don't put that back into the right. field. Like I don't have to be the only star in the sky here, you know, and if I'm not one of them, I'm still comfortable talking about the ones that I see. I mean, you, the fact that you're doing this for 12 years is phenomenal. Um, that's an achievement and, and is also a dedication to the field. Nobody does anything for 12 years by mistake. You know, if, if you're, if you're half in mm-hmm. and phoning it in and not really part of it, there's no passion. You're not making 12 years doing something. You're going to run out of steam and be like, whatever. I don't want, you know, there's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. supporting each other. No. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. That's the way it should be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. it's okay to see opportunities go to other people and think, you know, I wish that was me or why not me? It's okay to think that. But then do something to change that. Don't have anything in a non-positive outlook towards the person who did get it because you don't know how hard they worked for it. Or if they just got lucky, then then that's good for them. You wouldn't have turned it down if it fell in your lap either. Uh, Yeah, we're very very neutral to positive. Nothing. I tell people I can offer a $10,000 reward if you can find one negative post on any of my social media. But I don't like the way somebody is or the, the the way they conduct themselves, I won't work with them anymore. That's it. I just won't do their event. I yeah. won't work with them at an event, whatever. But there's far more good eggs than there are bad eggs in, right. in this field. And you can really, you can learn from other people. Uh, we work with Anthony Simonelli from Seekers Club of the Paranormal. He's been doing this 35 years. He never saw what we were doing before we brought this back and started doing it. Um, and then we learn things in turn from him. So it's, it's a great community to be a part of. We tell everybody the community is not great because we're in it. We're in it because it's great. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I know we have to take a quick commercial break, but we'll be right back with more questions. 
Yeah, it's the Ghost of the Show with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Our guest today, Ron Yacovetti, host of and reporter for Paranormal 13 News, MMA and boxing commentator, stand-up comedian, Paranormality series host. There, I said it right that time. <laughs> Seen Paranormal contributor, author, lecturer, and Gagnac Paranormal key, Paranormal researcher, and GYP Paranormal investigator, Lourdes Gonzalez. Everyone visit GagnacParanormal.com. You can find them both on Facebook, too, but GagnacParanormal.com. Uh, we'll come back with a late edition of the show right after this. Hi, this is Dustin Perry, the Paranormal Rockstar, and you're listening to The Ghost Coast with the most, Sophia Temporelli, only on LiveParanormal.com. for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.liveparanormal.com. The only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. from Ghost Adventures, and you are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporilli, on LiveParanormal.com. Not only am I Dave Schrader, but I'm Dave Schrader of Travel Channel's The Holzer Files, and you're listening to <laughs> Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. I feel left out. I wanted to throw myself it's into your mix of, of voiceovers <laughs> now. I love it. You know, uh, it's almost like we didn't leave break. No, that was good. We got Dave and Shane. They made it into the voiceovers there. Okay, yeah, Sophia, and turn on mute, you guys. Right? Oh, there we go. Ron Lourdes and Sophia, you're back on. Hey, thank you awesome. guys again so we much just, for coming on today. No, thank you for having us. We just we just spent some time with Dave Schrader at the New Jersey Power Unity Expo. He's a really cool dude, man. Really nice guy. He came back to check out our Staticom exhibit and, and hear a little bit. He um he did he had ten minutes maybe of of the pure white noise and what we do. There's no vocals in it. There's no data in it. And he came to see what it was and he asked some questions. And I said, "Can somebody say hello, Dave?" And a voice came through with "Hello, Dave." And then it asked and it gave him some other answers. So he goes, "Can you send me that recording?" So um, we're, we're starting now. Wow. Either the paracons is hard because everybody's isolated. Everybody's got their own table, their mm-hmm. own booth, their everybody's own room. Doing their own. They have especially those guys. They have fans in the line to see them. It's hard for them to, to cross-pollinate yeah. and come by where we are. And, but Dave made time to come back and, and, and interact with the, what we do for a little bit. It was really cool to see it. Nice guy. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He's great. Um, yeah, I met him at an event when I was, like, way younger. So, I mean, it's great to just see, you know, people sticking with the paranormal for so long. Um, and as you were saying, you do work with the Rathmans um, and your Staticom. But can you tell the audience how it came about for you both to do Knowingly Talking to the Unknown, a documentary on paraflix? Yes, um, we can. First of all, the Rathmans are, are 
they're not even our friends. They're our family. We love them. Tony got um, Tony's been building ghost boxes. You want you want a testimonial for what we do? This is a guy who who knows ghost boxes as good as anybody. He built them for eleven years, one better than the next. And and he we did a show one a podcast, and he ran his his top box, and I ran direct radio voice when we were still using the radio as the white noise source. And we got off the, the show, and he goes, "All right, you got to show me how to do this." And um, they've been so good to us throughout the years with a variety of different things. I went, you know what? It would be good to have partners. Uh, I'm going to go through this with him and get him on board. He never sold the ghost box, and that was another reason I was really like, you know what? Let's bring them on board because he was always about the research, never about market value and what he could get. So. And he hasn't touched one of his boxes yes. since. Yeah, in two years since he's been doing direct radio voice and now Staticom. Um, and as Lourdes mentioned before, with the white noise sleep machine that is recorded on a chip quarter experiment that he had in front of a live audience and then ours being under the surface of the earth in his ink mine are how we concluded collectively that we didn't need a radio. We just needed a source of white noise to filter. Um, so the Raffins have been huge for us. And they are, if you get a chance to see them, if anybody listening out west, California, this, anywhere in the southwest, Arizona, um, go to one of their digital seance or staticom events that they do there, like we do here. Um, he's shown clips of them. It's just a, he gets amazing stuff, and they're such good people. Um, the docu series came because we wanted to we wanted to preserve the lineage of this. Um, there's millions mm -hmm. of, of talented people mm -hmm. in ITC, but the pioneers of 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 EVP research and direct radio voice, which precedes any Frank's box or Spirit's box or, or Ghost box. Um, Friedrich Jurgensen, Konstantin Radove, um, Ernst Sinkowski, uh, Marcello Bacci, they all sat with Dr. Annabella Cordoso. She mentored me. Um, she endorsed my first book, which was Paranormally Speaking, Knowingly Talking to the Unknown. That's where uh, Tony grabbed the title for the docuseries. So we're connected to the royalty of ITC with this. We were carrying on their method, and we've just taken it, I guess, taken it in a different direction with how we've done some of the things like filtering in real time and such but um the docuseries was meant to put out what we had done uh, the, the reimagining of how the ghost box works and it's not fragments of sound that they're using but the, the white noise within it instead and uh, we've we've come to a lot of conclusions with what we think might be happening with this stuff and so tony was really big on let's get this thing let's get this thing out there let's get a documentary we were originally a film but we had uh Bloody Mary in New Orleans, um, we work with. She actually wants to put something in her museum um, about us because we did Staticom with her. Um, Dr. Anna Cordoso did a doc, uh, did a testimonial. Um, Joshua Sean, a bunch of people who are really, really talented, experienced. Um, so Tony wanted to get it out there. It turned out it was more content than a one and a half hour, two yeah, hour document. It up. We had to make it a three part series. So it's on Paraflex now. Um, but it was fun to do. At least they said to get out the the history of, of what we're doing, where it came from, um, that it comes from the lineage of audio capture um, back in Europe mm -hmm. before there was any commercialization or spirit boxes out there. Um, and I think it's important. So, And how we came about from direct radio voice to static com, just using the white noise and no radio. So it explains how, how we got started and where we are now. Yep. Well, I mean, that's amazing you were able to put that out for the public to learn more about your work. Um, you guys have been doing investigating for, you know, some time, gone to some amazing places. What has been your most memorable 
thing or a piece of evidence that you've captured um, while investigating and your most memorable one while working with Staticon? Mine might be one and the same. It's, that's, those are good questions. Um, well, with Staticon, and this is no particular place, but we started doing the research, you know, because we wanted to know more, because we wanted to receive the voices and things like that. But what we came across, which I feel blessed and grateful to have this happen, is that we started getting our guests that come to see us, we started getting loved ones come through. And people getting emotional and saying that it's been, it was a life-changing experience yeah. for them. And it's been happening more and more. So with Static Calm, for me, and I think for Ron, too, that's one of the 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 nicer things that, that has come yeah. about it. She she always brings it up, and I'm glad that she does because it's – so it's funny when we talk about the history again and the people before you and the reverence part, right? Marcello Bacci, who I mentioned, made Direct Radio Voice famous. He did sessions in Grosseto, Italy in his little studio, and people came, mostly parents who had lost children. Um, and he would give people who were bereaved those moments of solace, closure – um, that extra moment of contact, they would hear the voices of the children and the messages come through. That was not why we started doing this. We were just curious to see if we could replicate the results people like him got. Um, flash forward, we created an event. I mentioned it when I was talking about the Rathmans called Digital Seance because we would do direct radio voice um, at events. And what would happen was people would be getting coffee, opening snacks. You know, there's voices coming through from the other side of the veil, but somebody has to open up their crackers first. It's like, you know, and you can hear the, the rapper, and you, nobody's listening to the voices. So we wanted to make it where people paid attention and focused and concentrated. And you, Sophia, mentioned before about knowing when to pay attention. You don't know when the voices are going to happen. So magnify that with being distracted with snacks and coffee and everything else. So the Digital Seance Initiative, title of my third book, uh, was meant to get people at the same table like a traditional Victorian seance and focus and listen and kind of pool their collective energy. And... So we started doing that, and then we would be at historic places. Like this is the place where Paul Revere uh, was, and the Revere family was here, and 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 people would go, can can Uncle Tom come through? Like they didn't care that 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 it was anything of historic significance. They wanted their family or their loved right. ones that they lost to come through. So that started being a thing on our website. Which thank you for plugging Gagnac Paranormal. I just redid it not long ago. There's a testimonials page that we're starting to build out. We had people just sending us this in the last three days, and then it happened last year from the New Jersey Para Unity Expo. I, I encourage people to use the memo app on their phone to record, and they're getting loved ones or people that they think coming through that they lost with messages. And the one girl sent me a video with, with the words annotated on it, which she heard, and I was like, holy crap. That's, she nailed it. Like, it was a lot, naming her and her mm -hmm. friend or her sister or whatever. Um, so we're putting the testimonials up because we didn't get into this other than for the research and to see if we could replicate what we had seen. But now it's this higher purpose has kind of found us. And so I'm starting to collect the testimonials and I'm putting them on the site anonymously because if you read what some of these people say, it's like life changing for our family. Like we have, we did 10 sittings last weekend. The expo was two days, Saturday, Sunday. We did one, it opened at 10 a.m., and then we went two hours of just speaking and whatever from 12, 1, 2, 3, and 4, five sessions, both days. Seven of those 10 sessions had somebody in tears from getting something come through that was meaningful to them, right. seven of them. 
that's crazy, but a huge pleasure for us to be able to do that. Absolutely. I mean, being able to change people's lives like that is incredible. Um, I mean, the paranormal, it's so interesting um, because, you know, you're learning about the past, but also, you know, it relates to the present with family as well. Uh, I know my aunt passed away last year, and this year my grandma has these Christmas trees in her living room that we got off of Amazon, and they have these fairy lights. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to check today, but, like, there's no timer. There's nothing. It doesn't say online that there's a timer. They just have a battery pack. And yet, the past few mornings, they've turned themselves on. I wow, can't figure crazy. out why that's they crazy. would be doing that. <laughs> that's crazy. You know, it's, it's so funny. So we do we do our Satacom sessions every week at home, and we record, and then we take them out on weekends or whenever we have events. This weekend, we happen to be off, thankfully, which is a rarity. And... um in the last couple of weeks, there's a we do it at the table that's near the front of the house, and there's a one of those motion sensor lights in the front. Which if you go out there, I could go out there and do a whole cheerleading routine in front of the light, and it won't go on as if it's mocking me. <laughs> it's not mm-hmm. working. Yeah. Yeah. But when we do sessions, a lot of times we hear coming out of the pure white noise, and I'll send you, uh, I'll message you and send you some of the the links to the clips so you can actually see how clear these voices are. And then when you understand it's coming out of white noise and nothing else with vocals in it, it's astounding. Mm-hmm. And we're getting voices that mm-hmm. have been saying light, the light, light. And then all of a sudden, the light in front of the, by the front door, which we can see from the window here when we're doing it, flickers. It'll come on and off. It'll fly like a flashlight, one, two, one, two. And Whoa. it goes off. We'll come down in the middle of the night to get a glass of water. And halfway down the stairs, because you can see there's a window pane above the front door, and then there's a little bit of, like, the, the stained glass on the door. And we'll see the light come on, and it'll blink when we're coming down the stairs. to get like, It won't do it wow. all day. It's just when we see it. It's weird. But the light is not working. <laughs> yeah. Because we go in there, we jump. The sensor doesn't work. The light doesn't yeah. work. But whenever it decides to flash, it flashes. I could go out there with tinfoil wrapped around my head and light myself on fire, and it's not going to go off. The light just doesn't respond. <laughs> and I've tried those things. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. It's it's amazing how stuff like that works. I mean, it shuts itself off. There's trees that, I mean, it has a small battery pack. Of course, it's going to shut itself off. But there's no timer. The button's not super easy to press. And I can't see anyone online that says that they turn themselves on. There's no one asking if they turn themselves on. But two warnings in a row, they're on. There's no light sensor. I mean, the, the lighting isn't changing in my grandma's den. And so we just can't figure it out. And so we think it might be my aunt. Yeah. Yeah. And and see that? I hope people listening paid attention to what you just said. That's the voice of experience with someone who investigates. She looked at people's reviews to see if anybody else was complaining or saying it happened, right? You went through other possibilities to rule things out. Mm-hmm. That's what investigating is supposed to be. I, I don't like when people think everything's paranormal. I also don't like when they go, we're scientific. We go into debunk. And then we, mm-hmm. no, you don't go into debunk. That's like me going into a place where there's yeah. going to be mixed races of people here. I go in hating everybody, and I give people a chance to make me love them. No, you don't go into the bunk. You go in to get what the place yields to you, and you assess it on a case-by-case basis. This is not a field for the lazy. You can't umbrella explain any one thing with every other thing. You have to kind of you have to put the work in it and, and look at stuff. I, I don't. Scientific people use scientific and scientific method way too much without understanding what what they're saying. 
scientific right. method is to take every other possibility off the table that you can and lean into and maybe push to try to explain what looks most probable. The problem for us as human beings on this side of the veil is that we assume that we know every possibility to rule mm-hmm. out. We don't. We don't. We cannot know every possibility by definition of the fact that it's supposed to be supernatural or paranormal. Um, so we can only rule out what we can rule out. It still remains something could be possible that's not within our wheelhouse of knowledge to lay out and say this is what might be happening. So that yeah. know, to circle back, when you said what you said, I thought that was really cool because without even making a thing of it, you pointed out everything you're supposed to do to try to understand what's going on first. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to double-check the battery pack. I mean, I'm not the most technologically advanced person, like I said, but I am a gamer, so I should be able to see if there's more buttons or a setting or something. And uh, I don't – there's literally, like, a button, so it shouldn't be happening. The sensors are literally one of them underneath the tree, so the lighting's definitely not going to change. So it makes no sense at all. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was one of those interesting things that happened. And, you know, speaking of events too, and you working with some amazing people, you actually in December have an event called the spirit squad weekend. If you want to tell the audience about it. We do. I'll let, I'll let Lourdes take this one. Cause this is, this is one that was more near and dear, I think to her. She's like, you want to do this? I was like, okay. you want to do this? And she's like, all right. And I went, okay. <laughs> So Sam Valtrus has invited us to do the Spirit Squad weekend. He has a group of people that he teaches, you know, uh, mediumship, and they're doing an event in Gettysburg in Farnsworth Inn, and we're presenting Staticom there, and then they're bringing on Pam and Steve Barry, who are the hosts, the owners of um, the Hoover House in Waynesboro, New Jersey. So they'll be... Yeah, Winsboro, PA, sorry. And they're going to be joining us. And then we have April Bixet that's going to be joining us. And Alex Matsuo. I, I don't want to mispronounce that. I think it's Matsuo. Matsuo. Yep. And Sam. And April, yeah. you said it, right? Yeah, I said it. Yeah, who's going to be on? I know she's going to be on your show um, in a couple of weeks. She's very talented. She's very good with her, oh, yeah. uh, with yes. her sitters. Yeah, we watched, we watched her work a number of times. She's very, very good. She is also, I would say, when we name people who are some of the best at what they do that we work with, I would put her in that bucket for sure. She's amazing. Yeah, she was supposed to be on two weeks ago, but the site was down, so we rescheduled her, but she's great. I know last time she was on the show, she started going, I'm picking up Mario Brothers, Luigi, Luigi, and my (laughs) dad's adoptive father's name was Luigi. Yeah, my dad. Ah. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's 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 amazing. Yeah, she's, she's very good. That's not like the first thing people think is just, and I, I told her I used to like when I was little, I would go, it's a Mia Luigi. Um, I mean, I never met him, but that's <laughs> what I would do anyways. <laughs> that's just how I asked. Um, but yeah, you guys that's have awesome. some amazing events and sites. So before the show's over, please let the audience know where they can find you, any interviews, websites, or events that you would like to mention. They can find us on The Ghost Host with Sophia Temporelli right now and then when it airs any time after this. And that's where they should find us. Let me say that. Um, we appreciate coming back and doing this. So you have you have an amazing show, a 12-year run. You've included us more than once in it. Um, and we take every opportunity everybody gives us to do anything like this with gratitude because, like we said, I said before, like, nobody owes you anything. Anybody goes out of their way to – 
to offer something to you or give you a chance to speak or do anything. It's really cool that they did. Um, you mentioned our, our website and the promo. Um, that's I've made a hub for where you can find pretty much everything for us uh, because we had someone else do a website for us a while ago and there's this whole outer space theme and stuff like that. Well, I'm not an astronaut, but people are <laughs> going to expect me to go to space now. So we need to change this. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I was like, what was he thinking? Not, uh, anyway, um, you did a great job. It's great, though. I, I love it. Yeah. I appreciate the site now is better. I redid it. Like I said, I read, I redid it. Um, but the one we had before was just, was misleading. Um, so Gagnac paranormal. And again, thank you for bringing it up. It's got, it's got some evidence some files uh, of some of the Staticom stuff that we've done. Uh, it mentions our lecture series, the Staticom project. Uh, it's got meet the team. There's a, we have a, we try to put like a featured podcast up there. One of the videos of a show we've been on, um, we have the one when they revealed us as guests and speakers for the Festival of the Unexplained in the UK next year on there right now. And then the testimonials I was talking about, just I think three of them up there now. I, I started building that out because I thought this was something that was one of the finer things that we enjoy about it. So I wanted to have the testimonials on the website. And we have our individual Facebook pages, Lourdes Gonzalez, Ron Yacovetti. Um, If the spelling of those two are, are tricky, uh, they are for us also. Don't feel bad. Um, and you can find us on Instagram, Lourdes Gonzalez, Rania Cavetti. Website is ganyaparanormal.com. We have a YouTube page yes. as well, right? Ganya yep. Paranormal. And then on our, on our website, too, at the top and the bottom, there's a little link for Amazon. Um, if you look me up, Rania Cavetti, on Amazon, I have uh, four books on there right now, uh, Knowingly Talking to the Unknown, which is paranormally speaking, Knowingly Talking to the Unknown. Um, then uh, ITC Technomancy, the Magical World of Spirit, Electronic Spirit Communication, that came out second. Uh, Digital Science Initiative, TDSI, which has a lot of the stories of and experiences we've given people with, with those touching moments of somebody coming through that they lost. And then the one that just came out uh, weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, called Paranormalization, Memoirs of an Academic Layperson, very heavy in philosophy, very heavy in consciousness, um, very proud and honored. The forward was written for this book by Johnny Zappis, Godfather of the Paranormal. Um, so I'm I'm very excited about this one. So that's also available on Amazon. You can get to that from our website. Well, thanks well, so much, I know guys. It's going to be a hard ending. Oh, so, yeah, thank you guys so much for coming on today. It's always great having you, and you're always welcome back on in the future. Thanks, guys. Thank you very thank much you again so for the much opportunity. For having us. And congratulations. We'll talk to you during your. Uh, thanks, Ron. Well, fantastic show, Sophia. Thank you, Ron and Lawyers, for such great guests. I want to thank you all for listening. The show definitely might not be possible without all of you, and I will talk to you guys again next week. Bye. Yeah, and the website, Gonyak Paranormal, also for all his titles, too. So, Gon, Y-A-C, so Gonyak Paranormal next weekend. Kendall and Vera Welpin, Welpin uh, discuss her Haunting Lodge documentary in April with Psychic Housewives two weeks from today. We'll see you then. Hi, this is Debbie at Sion Ghost Adventures. You're listening to The Ghost Host with your host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. God bless you all.
you for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.liveparanormal.com, the only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.